welcome back to the Guidance from Within podcast. I am your friend and host, Brittany Woods, bridging the seen and unseen worlds of our reality. Today, my guest is not only a friend, but she is a powerhouse of a woman. Topaz Davis began her journey connecting with the body through being a professional ballet dancer. Through ballet, Topaz learned more about her mental and emotional and physical health, and she shares all of that with us today. She guides us into what her life has been like for the past couple of years, doing a yoga teacher training in India, and then a stand-up paddleboard yoga teacher training in Malta, becoming a Reiki energy healer, and starting Yoga with Topaz. You can find more information at yogawithtopaz.com and at yogawithtopaz on her Instagram account. Uh, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you're listening. Please share and subscribe. Topaz Davis is the creator of Yoga with Topaz and is based in New York City. She is a certified Reiki energy healer and yoga instructor, but also a stand-up paddleboard yoga instructor. Yoga with Topaz, created to offer wellness 21st century style. I love that. Thank you for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Brittany. (laughs) Topaz, I am so excited to be able to talk with you. We met in 2016 during our yoga teacher training, and it's been a while. It's been years. So I want to kind of back up. Let's back up before 2016, before yoga training, before any of that. And I want to know who Topaz was when you were um, a ballet dancer and you were just hanging out and how that led you to want to even do a yoga teacher training. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely have um, feel like I've accomplished a lot and I've learned so much since, um, you know, just having my yoga certification and learning more about starting your own business and, um, you know, really getting into the wellness industry in general. Um, but yeah, so I, I originally started out um, dancing professionally with a ballet company um and I had obviously done you know trained my whole life in classical ballet um when I was a child and throughout my teenage years and I my parents were very supportive of you know me pursuing ballet professionally as a career so I was really lucky in that sense um but I so yeah so I traveled a lot um when I was younger training and ballet schools kind of like all over the country and then um I landed my first professional contract when I was 19 um with the California Ballet in San Diego so I moved out there um and I started dancing professionally um and within just the few um the first few years that I was dancing with the ballet company, it was extremely difficult on my mind, on my body, just everything. Um, dancing professionally is really insanely hard. Um, and it takes a certain kind of um, personality, you know, one that's really competitive, one that's very um, 
uh, performance-based just in the sense that you're willing to put your whole body and your whole – just everything out there in front of a lot of people. And it's very, like, all-consuming. So when you're dancing, um, you know, as a professional dancer, it's like you eat, breathe, and dance, literally ballet. So it's like everything – it um, includes your diet. It includes, like – your emotions, your body, just everything all together. And it's like, you don't really have time for anything else. So that was really hard for me because I felt like I started to get so much into dancing that I wasn't able to enjoy other aspects of my life. And then all of my goals were so sort of revolving around, you know, casting or, being the best dancer or, you know, very like ego driven is how I would describe it. Like everything was very like egotistical in the sense that mm-hmm. I I was living my life based on one, one goal, one um, vision, and it was very like small minded. So I actually started um, taking yoga for myself because I was having a really difficult emotional time when I was dancing professionally and I had um some really difficult um like eating disorders and things that were going on that were really challenging for me at the time just in terms of the way I viewed my body and the way that I was constantly obsessing over the way that I looked and the way that I was performing and um so it was just a lot emotionally and So I turned to yoga um, and I had never really done it before. And I remember my very first class um, was at a core power, of course, Um, but I had taken a hot yoga class at core power and I remember lying in Savasana just literally in tears. Like it was so amazing. Like I just felt like I was able to move my body and the way that I had wanted to when for so long I was always constantly being told how I had to move my body and how my body had to look and just like I felt like it was the first time where I could actually listen to myself and sort of guide and lead my own movement which in turn kind of translated inwards emotionally and mentally for me as well to be able to kind of step outside of my ego a little bit and just kind of nourish my emotions and nourish my thoughts and um, be able to sort of like take care of myself and in the sense of um, not having to force anything in order to fit like this ideal image, if that makes sense. Um, So yeah, so that was like my first experience with yoga. And so it opened up like so many things for me. So I was extremely inspired and I felt like I had maybe like almost like a new dream or something else that I was able to share in this world besides just dancing professionally. Um, So that's kind of how I got into yoga. And then from there, um, I kept practicing and I was going multiple times per week um, right after rehearsals or sometimes in the morning before I had rehearsals. And it was helping me so much. And, And it got to the point where about four years into my career um, with the ballet company, I got to a point where I was sort of like seeing myself outside of my body, so to speak, during rehearsals where I was kind of like out of the picture. I didn't feel like I was really fitting in with the dancers around me and I was just kind of outside of everything. Like 
I wasn't that involved in the rehearsals. I didn't really care if somebody else had gotten casted over me or if I did care, I was sort of leaning on yoga to kind of help me work through my emotions and try to step outside of, you know, fear and hatred and worry and um, obsessively like training. Um, So yeah, so the yoga helps. I feel like yoga in general helps me balance everything that was that I was holding on to. Like it helps me release things. It helps me to move through and work through things that I was obsessively like focused on. So it kind of helped bring more balance in my body and in my mind in general. Um, but sorry, I kind of went off track a little bit. But as I was saying, um, and during like the fourth year of my career, I started focusing more on the yoga. And then I decided that I wanted to um, experience a teacher training. I wasn't really that interested in actually teaching and becoming a yoga teacher. I was more interested in yoga itself and where it came from. And I'd been reading all of these other teachers who had done yoga trainings and it like changed their life or they were way more open to things. And it was more of like... um the learning process and opening my mind and discovering something new that attracted me to a teacher training versus actually teaching. So um, so I found a program in India and I really was extremely excited. I was like, couldn't wait to um, go out to India and explore and, you know, just kind of experience yoga like in the birthplace of where it all started um, and to just kind of dive deeper into the lineage and the history of yoga. So that's originally why and how I started my teacher training um, from my ballet career. And so, uh, yeah, that's uh, I think that answers the first question, <laughs> maybe a little bit too long. <laughs> like I feel like from the outside, people who don't have a background dancing or um, or doing yoga either way, they might not really see too much different you know because you're you're there's movement and you're getting an exercise and you're breathing and there's um a process and there's certain poses and I think it's it's beautiful that you mentioned how like the way you viewed your body changed because you had this beautiful practice and you were working with you said the California Ballet Company and your body was seen as so different through that ballet practice. And then when you found yoga, you could have space and time and a moment to start viewing your body very differently because yoga can be as slow as you want it to be. You don't have to push yourself in yoga physically um, like you would ballet. So, I mean, that's that's a tremendous change, really. Even though from the outside, it might not look like it from the inside, it's tremendous change. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you, Brittany. Yeah, you summed that up really nicely. That's exactly, um, you know, kind of how I experienced it. It was just um, being able to step outside of the ego with the ballet and just kind of honestly heal myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and all you know, the way that I viewed myself and the way that I was um, going through my life during, you know, that whole that whole period when I was dancing. Yeah, so. and it's crazy because, like, you wouldn't think a professional ballet dancer would need healing in a way, right? But we forget so many, like, times so often that healing is soul deep and healing can be emotional, mental, spiritual. Healing is 
um, in many ways, it, it encompasses everything in our lives. So yeah, and it's not easy to heal to like, try and reach out and heal yourself using different ways. It's not easy to do that. Um, one thing I want to ask you about too is we did this yoga teacher training together, but then it was so exciting to see you you uh, went forward and now you're certified as a stand-up paddleboard teacher. And I taught stand-up paddleboard <laughs> at my university in our pool, <laughs> like in the, in the university pool. And it was so fun. But I want to hear more about you and that journey because that's just so fun to me. Oh my gosh, I had no idea that you um that you taught. That's amazing. No, that's so yeah. So I let's see, last summer I went on a trip um to Spain and I just went for about a month and I was kind of traveling through Spain, um, mostly through like, you know, the major cities like Barcelona. I went to Madrid, Sevilla, um, Granada. So I kind of went all over. Um, and then I made a pit stop in Malta, which is like, you know, that little, it's a little tiny island kind of off the coast of Europe. And so I went to Malta for a very short time. It was like maybe I think I went there a week or a little bit over a week. And I found this um, SEP yoga teacher training. And it's so strange because throughout my whole life, I feel like whenever I've had an idea to go somewhere or do something, it's kind of always randomly just like a thought that comes into my head. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's never really planned. I just kind of like go for things. And so the SEP yoga teacher training I signed up for, and it was like a three-day program um, with this lady who owns her own uh, floating water studio in Malta. And so it's kind of a funny story because I've never actually done any kind of set before in my life. I've never done stand-up paddleboarding. <laughs> I had never done stand-up paddleboard yoga, nothing. And so I was really intrigued by it all. And um, so I showed up on the first day and right away we got into the water um, and she was teaching us, you know, a yoga class. And um, I remember getting the paddleboard out, setting it down in the water. And then I paddled myself right into this massive rock. And like all the other girls were already set up ready, you know, with on the buoys ready to take the class. And I could not paddle myself out of the rock. And it was so embarrassing. I just remember being like, oh my God, like, what did I set myself up for? Like, I've never done this before. So it was definitely like, really amazing for me because I had had no experience with it before and I just sort of like went for it and threw myself out there and by the end of the three days I ended up completely falling in love with it like there was you know the sunrise yoga practice when you take um, the yoga class on sunrise and you're on the board and there's honestly nothing like it just being on the water and allowing the waves to just kind of um, mold your practice and kind of I don't know. It's just so serene and I absolutely love it. And I love being connected to the water. I've always like loved water and the ocean and the sea. And I've lived in so many beach cities before. Um, and so it's just like really special to me. And I really felt myself connect to it. Um, and it's kind of funny because like I said, it was so random and I had never done it before. Yet I just went for it and I ended up falling in love with it. So and that was an amazing experience. And I'm actually like really trying to um, 
build my own water studio. That's something that's a really big goal of mine right now that I've been working on. So I'm really excited about it. And this yoga studio, that's in New York. You're doing that. Um, so I was working on that for the past few months because obviously New York is kind of like not the ideal location to be having sub yoga. Um, but I'm actually seeing myself kind of move away from New York soon. So I've been planning, you know, ideas for marketing and kind of setting it up like from a idea perspective, but I want to make sure that I'm in the right location. So I don't think it's going to be happening while I'm in New York, but I'm still working on it and I'm still holding it in my dreams. And yeah, so I just, I don't think it's going to happen in New York, but I definitely want to make it happen wherever I, wherever I end up next. Yeah. Well, I will be following along. Hopefully everyone listening will be following along to see where yoga with topaz sup yoga is because i don't really see sup yoga working in new york because you just (laughs) but um yeah so i'm excited for that it sounds like your heart is really um like you light up when you talk about sup yoga and being on the water and oh my gosh if we could be there today in a sup class like with the sunrise how amazing um, I want to also ask you, you, um, your website is so, so cute. And you talk about um, how you offer kids yoga. I've taught kids yoga before too. And so I know like, it can be so fun. And it can also be kind of challenging because you have to take this very ancient, like, like practice of wisdom and, and, you know, the Sanskrit words for everything. And then you have to like completely change it into like, um, and we're American, right? So like an American fun kids activity. I feel like it's hard to do that. Yes. So yeah, so that's a fun topic too. So I um growing up dancing, I had gotten into teaching at a young age as well, teaching ballet. So I, I kind of was always teaching children and teens, like throughout for like a very long time. And so working with children was kind of like natural for me. Um, But then in the sense of teaching yoga, it's a little bit different because even when children and teens come to ballet class, it's like there's this like sort of like standard in the air where they like are trying to be serious and motivated. And do you know what I mean? So it's a little bit easier. Whereas when you're working with kids in yoga, like it's not as disciplined. It's more of like bringing fun and like – playing games and just like keeping their attention span. And so I actually just did my certification for kids yoga. I went to Montreal, um, I think a month ago, right before all this quarantine stuff happened. And so I was traveling like right when all of this, like right before we hit like the huge peak of the COVID. And so I was really lucky that I did it before all of this, but um Yeah, so I went to Montreal and it was a three-day training with Rainbow Kids Yoga. And so if anyone's interested in ever doing kids training, I really highly recommend them because they're amazing. So um, it was three full days and it's just hilarious because you're in the yoga studio pretending to be a child, right? Because like you have to take the class from the instructor. So you're literally doing all of these games and dress up and coloring and like painting each other's faces. And like, it's just like, it really brings out your inner child, which I honestly think is kind of important when you're 
you know, an adult to still remember what it's like to be a child. Cause I don't know, I think it helps us maintain that purity in ourselves, um, especially as we get older. So I don't know, I just really, I really enjoyed the whole training and the, and the whole program. But I mean, teaching kids is, it's not so disciplined. It's more about making them aware of being mindful, but in a playful and fun, lighthearted way. So I think it's, you know, kids yoga is a great way to get kids to express themselves and to like learn how to live inside their bodies. Um, So yeah, I really, I really enjoy doing the kids yoga as well. That's something that's fun for me. The kids yoga class sounds so fun. How funny would it be if you could do like a workshop where it was like kids yoga, but for adults? (laughs) You know, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's honestly a fun idea for sure. (laughs) Just, um, so you're right. Inner child work is so important. And to get back to that state of like, um, um, uh, our meditation teacher used to say this in India, but nothing is serious in this universe. Yeah, he always said that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Yoga doesn't have to be so serious all the time. You could do kids yoga as an adult and like paint someone's face, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, fun. Yeah. I want to dive into your energy healing background because that's also a huge part of what you do, right? Like Reiki is such a huge part of what you're offering the world. So I want to learn more about that and what drew you to Reiki. Sure. Yeah. So a year after I did my, well, actually during my yoga training in India, um, Sarita, one of the, you know, um, our Hatha teacher, she was, her roommate was offering Reiki healing treatments. And a lot of the students from our class were going to do the treatments with her. So I had signed up as well. And I hadn't really ever explored it before or like I said when these things come into my head it's like they just come in and then I just go for them so I remember I had signed up for the healing treatment and I was like so amazed like um just at the way that I went in with no expectations and then it was like afterwards I was just amazed at how everything had turned out and throughout you know like the session it just was like a total body awakening for me. Like I felt like all of this love and acceptance. Cause like I said, when I was dancing professionally, I never really felt accepted and I never felt like my friends were my real friends. Like the dancers I was dancing with, I was always competing with. And so like acceptance was always like a huge thing for me that I was always searching for, but could never find. And I remember during the Reiki session, it was just like, I just felt like this overwhelming love and acceptance just like come into my body, like inside of me and around me. And it just really opened my eyes a little bit and I wanted to learn more about it. So actually a year later, I was traveling through Thailand. I spent a summer, I was still dancing with the ballet company at the time, but we have like seasons. So during the summer, we have summer layoffs. So I went on a trip to, or Thailand, sorry, Thailand. And um, I came across a Reiki energy healer in Kofingen. And so he was doing, you know, training programs. And I'd done a few sessions with him just in general. And then I ended up signing up for his level one attunement. And I really just 
and like I loved it like I it was just so amazing and it felt like right for me like I felt like something that I should explore more and learn more about um and so then I stayed with him and I did my level two attunement certification as well and during that process you actually get to work hands-on with people in the community so I was giving sessions like for a couple weeks working with him and people in the community and just learning more about that energy and just I really felt a draw to it just because it even when I had um, just started out teaching yoga, I was always um, in Savasana. I'd always walked around and kind of like held people's hands or put my hand on their heart or maybe their forehead. But I mean, I didn't really know why I had felt the need to do that. But then I always remember, you know, the students commenting after the class and being like, wow, like, thank you so much for doing that. And so when I had learned the Reiki healing and learned how hands-on and like the different hand positions, it was like I had almost was already doing them anyways. So that was kind of interesting to me um, when I was doing the attunement process. Um, so right now I'm offering like virtual sessions online and I'm just like amazed at like how many people have reached out and it's been so awesome to work with people during this time especially because I think everyone is just so worried and there's so much unknown and uncertainty going on in people's lives and I feel like just knowing that even one person is there to kind of help them work through something I think that people really need that and so that's been awesome for me because I'm also being you know getting the chance to practice and work more with that energy and then also meet all these people from all over and sort of be you know somebody that's there to help support them and um, work through this time so that's been really awesome for me and I'm really I'm very like um, inspired to dig more into it because I'd been focusing so much on my yoga teaching the past few years and um, the Reiki healing has definitely been more prominent in my life recently. So I think it's something that I want to further pursue and I definitely want to learn more and more about it like as much as I can. So I'm really excited about that as well. Yeah, I love how you were just naturally drawn to um, holding areas where people maybe needed a little extra boost. You were already doing that just with your intention. And I think it's amazing that, um, you know, because energy healing and the energy healing I work is different from Reiki, but it, it all stems from the intention that you go into the session with, um, right. it comes from the heart, really. It comes from what you like want to allow to come through you that love, like holding space and being able to um, kind of light up areas where people in the auric field aren't necessarily as balanced or there's not necessarily a flow there. And people do this naturally. I'm so excited. One thing I want to share like in general with people is that you don't have to be necessarily like a certified this energy healing practitioner. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like what you said, you can be a yoga teacher. You can go to yoga and hold someone's heart or like touch someone's hand or touch their feet and just have the intention of, um, healing and love and anyone can do that. Right. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's beautiful. What it's just beautiful that you were called to do that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about crystals with you because you've just shared your, your website has crystals that you charge with Reiki. That is so exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So actually, this is a fun story. So 
Uh, my mom is kind of um, – she's going through, like, a little bit of, like, depression in her life, and she has for a while. So um, I recently had bought her a clear quartz crystal, and I charged it with Reiki for about an hour, um, just, you know, sending the intention that I wanted to help her heal and help her move past – you know, the things that she's going through. And just like, I really put in all this energy into the crystal and I turned it into a ring. So I actually did like a little bit of wiring and made it into a ring. And so I ended up shipping it out to her and she swears that it's been helping her so much. And I mean, I don't know, you know, but she swears that everything, you know, that she's feeling happier and healthier and that she recharges it and wears that. And she, she like loves it. And she's like, you should do this for people. And I was like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure. But so I just, I just bought some crystals and then I charged them with Reiki. And then, um, you know, I put like a little option where you can write like a specific something that you really want or something that, you know, that you need in your life. And then I'll put that into the crystal. I'll program it into the crystal before I send it out. So that's just something that's kind of fun for me. And I really, um, I don't know, I think that there is power with the Reiki and the crystals in general, you know, it's the energy that's going into the crystals. And I don't know, I think it's like really exciting. And it's a fun gift to be able to, you know, give out to people. So that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that you have a connection with this through your mom. And um, so my question is, for example, if I felt like um, I have a heavy heart, all I would have to do is say like, oh, I think this um, um, this crystal I see on your website, that's the one I'm drawn to. I pick that and then I would just say, I'm feeling a heavy heart. Can you help with my heart chakra? And then you would use Reiki to do that. Yeah, so I would use the Reiki, I would hold the crystal and I'll use the Reiki and I'll pick the Reiki symbol that most connects, you know, emotionally with the heart space. And then I'll just sit there and send Reiki into the crystal. And then I'll also bind it in your name as well, just so that I'm transferring the crystal and its energy into your your field. Um, That way, when you receive it, it's your crystal and it's, you know, programmed towards your energy. So that's kind of the process with that. Yeah. That is so fun. That is so fun. Um, people need that right now. I feel like <laughs> people need that. <laughs> no, I hope so. Yeah. Do you work with crystals in general? Like, are you, do you have a relationship with crystals as far as like your favorite ones or what you use during Reiki? Like, do you have your favorite ones where you have an altar Yeah, so I've actually recently within like the past year, I've gotten really into crystal gridding. Um, So, you know, that's where you can create like different shapes that kind of um, help align the crystals in a certain way. It just kind of magnifies their power and um, you can create different grids for different manifestations different healing um you know just all different whatever different purposes different intentions so that's something that I've really gotten into um for my Reiki healing sessions I'm I have like a whole um selenite plate with a bunch of variety of different crystals and so I'll intuitively like pick a crystal per person but I always like to open up every session with a clear quartz because that's just you know the master healer and I feel like that really helps me to tone down my monkey mind, especially because whenever I'm doing Reiki sessions, it's definitely a challenge for me to be 
100% like in a meditative state during the process. So whenever I'm working with the crystals, it really helps me to come back to that, you know, that zero um, blank slate in my mind so that I can continue to focus on that person. Cause I, even I still have thoughts that come in and out or like, you know, my email will buzz and I just have to like tune it out. So the crystals really help me with that as well. Yeah, that's so cool. I've never heard of crystal gridding, but I think I've seen pictures oh, of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's that. I feel like there's so much information out there and there's so many different tech- techniques and things to learn about literally everything. So whenever I come across something new, I like dive into it because I'm so mm-hmm. like interested in learning everything. Like I'm so curious by nature. And so I, when I came across the crystal gridding, I was like really intrigued by it. So yeah, yeah definitely it's something that's really fun to look into if you like crystals. It sounds so fun. I'm going to try it. I'm going to, like, try it and then send you a picture. (laughs) Yeah, please. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, no, thank you for having me, Brittany. It was so sweet. I'm so, like, happy to be here and excited to talk to you. So thank you. Once again, a very big thank you to Topaz for being on the show today. Uh, It's never easy being so vulnerable and sharing your story and being so open and honest with um, people you don't know and people who may listen to this. And I just so appreciate the authentic, real people who are on this show. And Topaz is definitely one of them. She speaks from the heart. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share, review, subscribe. Feedback is very important to me, so if you feel called to comment, (laughs) please do. Enjoy your week.